1: Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run.
2: Oh, my That's God. That.
1: Deep to right field. Way up there.
0: They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, way ball.
1: Welcome into Payoff Pitch, our division previews starting up on the podcast. Payoff Pitch, one of our newest Action Network podcasts. We have Action Network senior editor Colin Whitchurch as well as BJ Cunningham, staff writer at the Action Network, joining us for this episode. I'm your host Brendan Glass Sheen. We are previewing the American League East. It's always an exciting division each and every year. All the projections, of you're getting caught up for MLB 2022. This is the one division that has four teams projected to finish with over 80 wins. So, this is a very, very tightly contested division. At least that's what it looks like as the year goes on. I want to remind you that payoff pitch throughout the course of the MLB season. We will come to you every Tuesday and Friday. We'll be starting up next week, so we'll join you on Tuesday, April 12th, to preview that day and night's slate. Looking forward to that. So we still have to do the preview thing because the season hasn't started yet. So American League East, Colin Witchurch. We're going to start with those Blue Jays. We've discussed those Blue Jays a lot on the first few episodes of this podcast. Blue Jays at plus 170 to win the American League East. Win total set at 92 and a half. Colin, you're in love with these guys, huh?
2: Yeah, right off the bat, I'm going to tell you that the Blue Jays are my World Series pick. I love the value here at plus 900. The reason I'm going with the World Series over the division is because, as you mentioned, this is a very tightly contested division. There's some extra wild card spots. So while I do think the Blue Jays are going to win this division, my pick is on the World Series at plus 900. This team is pretty clearly the best team in the American League and the second best team in all of baseball behind the Dodgers. And I think their true, true true talent level is right behind the Dodgers and their World Series price is almost double what you could get the Dodgers at. The Blue Jays lost Marcus Simeon. They lost Robbie Ray during the offseason. That's a Cy Young winner and an MVP candidate right there. They went out and get, got Kevin Gaussman, a supremely underrated pitcher a Cy Young candidate in the National League last year to replace Ray I think that that's actually a net gain overall given Ray's year-to-year inconsistencies Matt Chapman's not going to replace Marcus Simeon offensively but he's going to supremely upgrade their defense they have a really deep pitching staff and the best lineup in baseball I love them at plus 900 to win the World Series that's my favorite bet for them
1: B.J. Cunningham, how would you weigh in on the Toronto Blue Jays in 2022? Yeah,
3: they're the deserving favorites to, to win the AL East to plus 170. I think maybe a little bit of value even to bet them at plus 170 AL East. I mean, Colin had the nail on the head. Their starting rotation is incredibly deep. Kevin Gausman is, quite frankly, my favorite starting pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. His splitter is just nasty. Teaming up with him, Berrios, another year, progression of Alec Manoa, Kikuchi coming over from the Mariners, and then Henjin Rio sitting there as their number five starter I mean there's some teams out there that would uh die for him to be their number one starter so uh it's the best the best starting pitching staff probably in the American League and then when when you add a guy like Matt Chapman and he's maybe gonna bat sixth or seventh in your lineup you know you got something really good I mean Vlad Guerrero obviously one of the best hitters in the American League George Springer leading off Teoscar Hernandez who's a amazing power hitter Bo Bichette I mean just down the line this is just as stacked as stacked goes for most teams and Last season, I know they didn't make the playoffs. They had 91 win- wins. Uh, their Pythagorean wins was 99. So they greatly underperformed. So that, given the fact that they're adding and getting better for a team that underperformed last season, I mean, they really should be able to take the next step and go forward. If there was one weakness you could say about the Blue Jays, their bullpen is a tad thin. Uh, you know, the front three is pretty good with Romero, Garcia, and Miza. But when you get beyond that, it's a lot of Trevor Richards, Adam Simbert. You know, it's it's just the guys that, could lose you games, but if Romero and Garcia and Mize especially continue to progress the way they have been, I mean, there's no reason why the Blue Jays shouldn't win the AL East. So uh, I know Zarella has them projected at plus 125. So I agree with him. I think the Blue Jays are the deserving favorites to win the AL East, and I'm going to be betting them at plus 170.
1: So we're going team by team here in the American League East. Also, keep your eyes and ears out for other episodes that break down each division before opening day, April 7th, and. We're not limited to just win totals and favorites to win the division, the odds for the division winner. We're, we're going into everything. As Colin did off the top, he likes the Blue Jays uh, for the World Series. So that's an example of how we'll go about these division previews here on payoff pitch. So now let's go to the Yankees. The Yankees are plus 250 to win the AL East. Win total set one win below. Those Blue Jays, one exact win at 91 and a half. BJ, we'll start with you. You're shaking your head. You're already annoyed, disturbed. You're looking everywhere off your screen. Go. What? What is it? This is so dumb. Why are the Yankees
3: (laughs) one win behind the Blue Jays? There is no reason why they should be. I mean, yes. If you look down the Yankees lineup, yes, their top five is very, very scary from a power hitting perspective with Gallo, Rizzo, Judge, uh, now they just signed Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. It's scary. I, I agree with that. But I think we're forgetting that the Yankees last season needed a miracle in the second half of the season just to get into the wildcard game and get smashed by the Red Sox. Now they lose Gary Sanchez, which I think most Yankee fans will be happy with. And they also uh, lose Gio Urshela, who's a solid third baseman for them. They get back Isaiah Kina-Falafa, who is, can play every position, but not one position well. He's going to play shortstop for them. The Yankees over the second half, when they made all the trades, they got Rizzo, they got Gallo. They had this amazing power hitting lineup. They were still 13th in major league baseball over the, since the trade deadline to the end of the regular season and waited on base average. And they had the fourth highest K rate. And now, and I'm not even getting into the question marks that I have with their rotation. I mean, Garrett Cole is obviously awesome, but when we go beyond that, are they, the reality is the Yankees are just running this back. That's all they're doing. They're saying, you know what? We had a great second half last year. Let's just run it back. And I really don't understand how that's really going to work in this tough of a division. I mean, if you're really going to go Jordan Montgomery, Nestor Cortez, Jameson Tayen, and then Luis Severino coming off a long-term injury, I mean, all four of those guys had an X fip over four last year. Garrett Cole was the only one who had one under. And then when you get into their bullpen, they obviously have three really good front-end guys in Chapman, Loisga, and Chad Green. But beyond that, it's not very good. So I really don't understand why the Yankees are plus 200 to win the AL East? I don't understand why they're at 91 and a half wins. I have them projected around 87 wins. And Pocota, who has them at 98 wins, I think their computer's broken because I truly do not understand how the Yankees should be favorites to win the AL East given the talent, not only that Toronto has, but the other teams we're going to talk about, the Rays and the Red Sox. There's no reason why the Yankees should be ahead of either of those teams. All
1: right, Colin Whitchurch. something tells me you might disagree with BJ slightly here on these Yankees.
2: Slightly yes. And I have an article live on Action Network right now that people can check out about a market that's not quite as popular in the preseason market, but it's where I'm headed with the Yankees. And it's the make playoffs, miss playoffs market. BJ mentioned Pocota's projections on the Yankees. Um, they have them at 97.5% to make the playoffs, which is really high. It's ridiculous. Fangrass Zips projections, those are the two top projection systems on the on the public market probably, they still have them at 85.3% to make the playoffs. Now, I generally don't like making preseason bets that cost me a lot of juice. However, at minus 355 to make the playoffs, that implies 78% odds to make the playoffs for the Yankees. If you average out Pakota and Zips playoff odds for the Yankees, that still gets you at 91.4%. To a 13.4% edge for a team that is probably, BJ might disagree, the, be- the second best team in this division. The playoffs are increased. I like the Yankees more than the Red Sox and Rays, as we will talk about soon. So I think that there's real value there at minus 355 even for the Yankees to make the playoffs just relative to the implied odds with what the projection systems say. So that's the bet I like with the Yankees.
1: I think with Pocota, I'm seeing now, they've got updated uh their updated standings as of April 4th. The Yankees are at 99.6. Oh,
3: so stupid. Win. Like, what is
2: what is wrong it's with It's wild. People?
3: That's so wild. Wow. I mean, how can this uh, – this this starting rotation – I understand their lineup's very, very good at the, for, from the top seven, but how can you give that with the starting rotation they have beyond Cole? I, I really just do not understand that. I'm not the best math guy in the world, but – even if you look around the rest of the market, I mean, all, all of them, everybody else is pretty much right on with about 91, 92 wins, which, you know, if I wasn't biased, I'd say is fair, but I, I really don't understand how they have them that high. I mean, that's close to what the Dodgers are. I mean,
1: that's insane. A lot of question marks. And just for context, the Dodgers at 101.2. So yeah, that's right about, there, right it about. Has been the
3: toughest division in baseball. That just, it really doesn't make much sense to me, but whatever, whatever. We'll move on.
1: That allows me to tease that we will have an NL West breakdown on payoff pitch very soon here on the podcast for our newest Action Network podcast payoff pitch moving on in the AL East. Let's go to the race. They have the same odds as the Yankees to come out of the division at plus 250 89 and a half wins is their projected win total Colin, we'll start with you on the Rays. Are they once again, just being counted out too soon, or is this about right with the Rays?
2: The Rays are one of my least favorite teams to try to bet for Oregon's during the preseason because projection systems have such a hard time nailing them with all of the unorthodox things they do throughout the season. You know, Kevin Cash gets a lot of credit for the way he manages the team, but let's be honest, the front office manages that team. Their analytics department manages that team. So they've got all of these talented young arms. Some of them might only go three or four innings a night. You have to factor that in with the bullpen depth. They are a very shift heavy team. They're a very platoon heavy team. So I generally don't know what to do about the Rays. However, all of that said, I will be leaning toward their under here at 89.5 wins just because of the strength of this division. And I feel like we do this every year. We undersell the Rays and they end up winning 96 games and either winning the division or coming really close, at least for the last couple of years. But they lost some key pieces during the offseason. Nelson Cruz, Joey Wendell is pretty underrated. They traded him to Miami. Tyler Glass now still not going to be back from Tommy John surgery. And they've got all of these really talented young arms like Shane Baz and Shane McClanahan but I just don't know if their depth is going to be enough to contend with the AL East heavyweights this year. It's not my favorite bet in the world, but leaning under 89.5 wins. That's my Tampa bet.
1: What's your read on the raise BJ?
3: Yeah, I'm passing on anything to do with the raise. I, I agree with comments. It's it's kind of hard to project them out. And I think I would be all over the raise if Tyler Glasnow was actually healthy, uh, you could make an argument, and really the re- weakness with the Rays, you can say, is are starting pitching. But like Colin mentioned, with the way that they manage their bullpen, I mean, it—you it, don't really need that tough of a big of a starting rotation with the Rays, and they're pretty much bringing back the exact same bullpen that they had last year. And it's a bullpen that was uh, top five in ERA, xFIP, left-on-base percentage. It's a really, really good bullpen that they manage very, very well. And they do it very well over a 162-game season. I actually think the Rays' offense is going to be quite good, even though Nelson Cruz and Joey Wendell are gone. You're getting essentially a lineup that was fourth in major league baseball and way to runs creative. Plus they bring back pretty much everybody outside of Cruz. I know Wendell was uh, in there a little bit, but they, the rays have a lot of depth. They'll play Margot a little bit more. You'll get Wander Franco with another year of prog- progression or Reina will get another year of progression. It's, a really, really good lineup that's going to be very, very difficult to get out for a lot of these pitchers in the AL East. But, you know, I know Zarillo is pretty high on the Rays. He has has them at like 92 and a half wins, I I believe. So, uh, you know, the rest of the mark is kind of around 89 and a half. So, um, you know, plus 340 is is a little too short for me to play the Rays. So I will ultimately passing on Tampa Bay. But like Collins said, it would not surprise me if they do what they did last year and just start running away with the AL East.
1: You know, it's always fascinating about Tampa while young and promising year after year, they, they have some young guns in the rotation or even young guys in the bullpen, as BJ mentioned, their lineup is young and lethal. You always got to wonder. And typically they're a team that will add at the deadline. Like the deadline is always a great barometer. They'll add a piece like the Cruz, right? For instance, Nelson Cruz was a great fit. Um, but then you also, the other side of the token is, well, the division's a lot better with the Rays, Red Sox, and we'll get, get to the Red Sox here in a second. But when you figure so many other good teams, do the Rays look at it and go, okay, like, unless they get off to a good start, maybe they will, uh, maybe they will buy. But if they're just like, they're like, okay, we're not going to catch these guys, they'll sell, which brings us to the Red Sox. And I want to go to BJ first on, on the Boston Red Sox. You, so based on what you said about, the absurdity of the Yankees and the, the love they're getting, you think the Red Sox are not getting enough love.
3: Yeah. I mean, this is the team that went to the AL East, ALCS last year. I mean, it's basically bringing back the exact same lineup. Obviously they lose Kyle Schwarber that they had a rental for the second half of the season, but they bring in Trevor Story, who is basically just as good as bad as Kyle Schwarber. So now you have this incredibly lethal lineup that goes from Kike Hernandez to Rafael Devers, Bogarts, Martinez, Verdugo, Story, Dahlbeck. Jackie Bradley, Jr., Christian baskets. This lineup is just as deadly as anybody in the AL East. Now what the Red Sox Achilles heel all season last year was their bullpen. It was terrible to start out the year. And then when they got into the postseason, it sure up a little bit. Garrett Whitlock came on and was now now great reliever. Well, they're basically bringing back the exact same bullpen that's starting to progress. And they add Jake Deakman, who's a fantastic reliever for a long time in major league baseball. So I understand the starting rotation is a big question mark, especially the four and five spots. I'm not a big fan of Michael and Rich Hill. mean, Rich Hill's 42 years old now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much he has left in the tank. But one guy I'm really high on and I think has a good shot, maybe not this year, but maybe in future years, to potentially win a Cy Young in the AL is Tanner Hawk. He had an outstanding breakout season last year. 3.5 ERA, 3.22 X ERA, over an 11K per nine rate, under a three walk per nine rate, 0.52 home run per nine rate. This is... This kid, if he makes the progression that I think he should this season, the loss of Eduardo Rodriguez will basically be canceled out by him. So you get what you get from Chris Sale. He's old. He's been through injury. And then Nathan Ivaldi, who was unbelievable in the playoffs last year, really good throughout the entire regular season and really came close to winning the Cy Young and the AL for a large stretch of, that, of the year last year. There is no reason why the Red Sox cannot win the AL East with the lineup they have and with the starters. Comparatively to the Yankees, like I just mentioned, you're really going to sit here and tell me that the Yankees starting rotation one through five is leaps and bounds better than the Red Sox. I do not buy that for one second. So, the Red Sox to win the AL East at plus 550 is my pick, along with I think it's going to be either the Red Sox or the Blue Jays
1: winning the AL East. BJ Cunningham believes in Higham Bloom. He believes in Higham. He does. Yes, I do. and by the way, as we'll mention on all of these payoff pitch pods, getting you set for opening day division by division preview, we're doing the AL East on this episode. Shop those lines. I mean, I'm seeing the Red Sox to win the AL East at plus 600 on BetMGM. And I mentioned when we talked, we talked about the Rays. Rays are plus 240 on BetMGM. But you can, I think, BJ mentioned this. You can find them on DraftKings at plus uh, plus plus 320. 320. Yeah. So uh, shop those lines, folks. Colin, uh, you're not as much of a believer in the the Red Sox, and you're I think you're concerned. The lineup's good, but you're concerned about
2: the pitching. Yeah, yeah, well, I got to respond to a couple things BJ said first. Please first do. of all, I, I audibly laughed when you listed Jackie Bradley Jr. among their offensive stars because he's a great fielder, but that dude can't hit. He's an eight hitter. He's no? a great no? eight hitter, Colin. Sure. sure. Also, also you're not allowed to call Chris Sale old when he's two years younger than me. I'm not yet ready to be at the point in my life where players who are younger than me are old. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I don't like the Red Sox as much as BJ. I do think there are question marks with their rotation. I think Ivaldi's great. I think I agree with you that Hauk has a potential for breakout, but I just have depth concerns there. I know you need more than five starters to get through a season, and right now they're four and five or Waka and Hill. Maybe Sale comes back and gives you 70, and eight, 70 or 80% of what he used to be, but that's far from a given. So I just have questions about their pitching. I do love their lineup, though. Uh, outside of Jackie Bradley Jr. I love their lineup. And, but my bet here is going off, off of the division futures and the win totals. And it's actually an MVP pick that I think um, BJ is going to like, and it's Rafael Devers. Oh, yeah. You can get him around plus 2,000, uh, 20 to 1. I think that there's solid value there. in a guy who's only 25 years old and coming off a season where he OPSed 890, hit 38 home runs, he has the potential to lead the league in home runs. He gets on base a ton. His defense won't kill you. He's not a great defender, but it won't kill you. And I think he's being overlooked compared to some of the other young stars with solid odds. You know, you see Wander Franco with with odds above him. I love Wander Franco. I think he's a future MVP candidate, but he shouldn't be sitting here with better odds than Devers. Um, Luis Robert, you know, obviously I'm a White Sox fan. I love Robert's MVP value, but he shouldn't be that much higher than a guy like Devers. So... That's a bet that I'm targeting a long shot MVP favorite. Not even that long shot. He's sitting there around what the seventh or eight best odds probably for MVP, but I think they should be a lot lower. So Devers plus 2000 or better for MVP. That's my favorite Red Sox bet this season.
3: One of only seven guys in major league baseball last year for over 30 home runs and over hundred runs and
1: RBIs. There you go. Okay. Let's spend a minute. If that on the Baltimore Orioles, Best bet on the Orioles, Colin. Do you have one? Is it the
2: under? I, you know, betting win totals for bad teams is one of my favorite things to do because all of them are either. I've seen that in the weeks I've got to know you. <laughs> all of them are either supremely undervalued or supremely overvalued in the Orioles case. We're looking at 61 and a half. That implies that they're not going to lose hundred games or they're going to lose exactly a hundred games. This is a 100 plus loss team every single season. And they're entering this season already openly tanking. Once again, just yesterday, they traded two of their best relievers, Tanner Scott and Cole Sulser, to Miami. They don't have anyone in that bullpen. They patch holes with veteran cast offs on non-roster invitey deals. They're not going to call up Adley Rutschman at the beginning of the season. We're not going to see Grayson Rodriguez for a while. Some of their young talent, they're still going to wait on. They're going to save money, pinch pennies, and put out just the worst roster imaginable. Once again. So I love the under on their win total because there's no reason this team shouldn't lose fewer than 104, 105 games.
1: We think BJ Baltimore Orioles. You yeah.
2: Uh, I'll be flat honest. I didn't catch the news. They traded their two
3: top two relievers. And now they're going to have Jorge Lopez as their closer. That's concerning to me. That's that's quite concerning. Uh, before that, I actually was going to make a case for the Orioles over because I actually really do. I kind of like their lineup a little bit. It's actually, there's some fun pieces there. Cedric Mullins is uh, one of the more underrated outfielders. Ryan Mountcastle is starting to make some progression uh, hitting the ball. Santander is pretty good. Trey Mancini is a good hitter. Austin Hayes is a solid hitter. And from that point on, it gets pretty bad. But the starting rotation outside of John Means is uh, quite bad. Um, Jordan Lyles has been a fringe starter everywhere he's been in the major leagues, I had a horrible season for Texas last year. Then you're going with Tyler Wells, Bruce Zimmerman and Keegan Aiken. That's bad. Uh, and now that you just traded your two best relievers, that's also bad. So I will be passing. I actually did kind of like the Orioles over uh, 60 and a half wins when they opened up, I didn't play it and I'm kind of glad I, or I didn't play it. And I'm kind of glad I, I didn't do that. So uh, I will be passing, but I, what I will say about the Orioles is that this is going to be a team similar to last season? They're going to be massive underdogs every single night, and I will probably be betting on them every single game that they are massive underdogs.
2: I'll be betting on them on nights when John Means pitches. I think, I mean, people are going to laugh at this, but Robbie Ray was an unlisted Cy Young candidate last year. You find John Means in the hundred to 1, 70 to one range for AL Cy Young. That's a that's a dart throw right there. Um, I do so. I do. I do really like him, um, especially if he plays a full healthy season. But yeah, this is going to be a bad team.
3: Yeah,
1: Orioles, are going to be like plus. And if he plays a full healthy season and maybe he gets dealt to another team. There you go.
2: Hopefully in the American League. If he goes to the National League, then he's done. Oh, that's true. It's, that would not be From an award game. standpoint.
3: It's truly going to be painful in September when Orioles are plus 300 on the road against like Toronto in New York when they're completely out of it. And, and I'm going to have to bet them and watch their bullpen ultimately blow it, uh, blow some type of leads. But Hey. That's why we bet this sport, and that's why it's fun.
1: Maintain your composure now. It's only April. Getting set for opening day. B.J. Cunningham, Action Network writer. Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor. That's going to conclude our payoff pitch episode. Previewing the AL East. Keep it locked into payoff pitch as opening day nears for division by division breakdown. We'll give best bets for each division. So just to clarify, best bet, B.J., you're going Red Sox to win the division.
3: Absolutely. Red Sox plus 600 at bed MGM to win the AL East.
2: And Colin, you're, you're still, you're gonna You didn't bury the lead. You're going blue Jays world series, blue Jays world series, plus 900 or better. It's going to drop by the end of April. So get in now.
1: Very good. All right. That's going to do it. I'm Brendan Glassheen. Thanks for tuning in. We'll have division by division breakdown as the week goes on. Also every Tuesday and Friday during the season, we'll have payoff pitch breaking down the day slate. So join us then. We'll talk to you next time.
0: Look at his crowd on his feet. What a tribute. <laughs> no one wants to leave.